Uh, the next presentation will be by Professor Ahmed Ashraf uh, from Columbia University, and he's also managing editor and co-principal investigator of Encyclopedia Iranica. Uh, I would like to focus basically in the course of my talk on the question of traditional history of Iran and when it was formed and how it developed uh, in the course of time, in the pre-modern time, uh, which means during the Islamic period, from the advent of Islam to the Safavid uh, era. The origin of Iran's traditional history, which was a mixture of myth, legend, and factual history, can be traced to the oral traditions relating to the Avestan ideas of creation of man, formation of kingship, and social order in the ancient times. It already transmitted until the last decades of the Sasanian era, when it was written in the books of kings or Shahnameh or Hosranameh or whatever the various names with two mythological <coughs> dynasties and two historical dynasties. The two historical, whereas, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Alexander the Great uh, is placed in the border of, in the boundaries of history and mythology. Uh, the Persian cultural revival, beginning in the early Abbasid Caliphate, accelerated during the reign of Iranian regional dynasties and with recurrent updating of Iran's traditional history in each dynastic era laid the foundation of Iranian historical identity for centuries to come. But as you can see here in this uh, outline of the traditional history, there is no mention. The two important Iranian dynasties, Median and Achaemenids, are missing. And they have been missed from Iranian collective uh, memory until the late 19th century and early 20th century, when through the Western, the works of Western archaeologists and historians of the ancient times, then they were revived. And actually, that is the only thing that we can say about the fabrication and construction of something in modern times uh, about Iranian uh, identity, which is called uh, Achaemenid nationalism, the construction of academic Achaemenian nationalism is actually a construct of the uh, 20th century with no uh, precedent in Iranian consciousness. Now, the, what's happened is that in basically, this traditional history created a, a, a sort of boundaries for the 
Iranian identity in pre-Islamic time. But the, by the fall of uh, Sasanian state and Mazdian establishment, what is important for our purpose of identity was that that boundaries of identity, boundaries of Iran, was disappeared. And it was replaced by a new boundaries of identity, which is uh, Islamic identity. But the question is that where is the boundaries of Iran in the context of overall Islamic uh, empire? Uh, therefore, here we have in pre-modern time, during the Islamic period, two important uh, eras. The fall of Iranian Sasanian <coughs> uh, identity and the formation of new Islamic boundaries which was which existed for 600 years. During this period, a long period of time, therefore there was no room for the reassertion of the Iranian identity in, in the new boundary. Therefore, this, as far as the Islamic empire existed, there was no room. But still, there were attempts to create, you know, Iranian identity in that <coughs> context. Then came the fall of Islamic Empire, and it was at that time that the new attempt that immediately we see, we observe the formation of the Iranian boundaries for itself, not inside the Islam. And also the important element here is that at the same time, after the fall of the Islamic Empire, not a few entities emerged. Iran, Ottoman Empire, Indian Sultanate, and the Uzbek Empire, all these uh, new entities, political and cultural entities, emerged after the fall of Islamic Empire, which was the most important element in the, form, in the new journey and the new formation of Iranian identity. Now, let me say a few uh, words about the attempts which were made uh, in this period uh, for the uh, formation of Iranian identity, new Iranian identity. The rise of Abbasid Caliphate, it was the beginning of uh, the Iranian assertiveness. Caliphate in the mid-8th century, with a strong Iranian support, helped to bring about the downfall of the Umayyad rule with, the, with his policy of Arab supremacy. Furthermore, the rise of autonomous Iranian dynasties during the 9th and 10th centuries in Khorasan, in Central Asia, and in Caspian region, I don't want to go into detail, uh,
then the uh, desire of these and the desire of these dynasties to identify themselves as Iranians was manifested in their invented genealogies, which describe them as descendants of pre-Islamic kings and legends, as well as the use of the title Shahanshah by the Buid rulers. These dynasties provided the Persian literati with the opportunity to revive the idea of Iran in various ways. Of course, the uh, Persian poetry and the formation and emergence of Persian uh, uh, historiography and written historiography and written literature and prose and poetry uh, in this period helped to uh, work out the uh, formation and emergence of new Iranian identity. At the same time, uh, another development which occurred was the, the Shu'ubiya literary uh, movement. The Shu'ubiya literary movement that not only signified the revival of Iranian ethnic pride, but also became a motivation, motivating force for preservation and dissemination of Iran's traditional history and cultural heritage with the aid of the emerging Persian uh, literary language. Contemporary notion of Iran began to emerge in this period when the pioneers of Persian poetry started to use the term in reference, albeit symbolically, to contemporary events, such as, for example, panegyric uh, references to the contemporary Iranian kings, kingdoms, rulers, commanders, sages, and land, and so on and so forth. Now, the, uh, there are many examples of this that I'm going to uh, put aside. Now, at this time, the, well, this, this period could be early attempt. This period could be maybe named or called as a period of nostalgia and pride and in, in which Iranian uh, poets, writers, and literati made an attempt to revive the notion of Iran. But uh, that that is what culminated in the epic of Ferdowsi's Shahnameh, in which, again, traditional history of Iran was converted into or written in, 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 in this epic and in poetry and helped also to buttress that notion of, of identity. But the second, then at the, at the, exactly at this time that this development occurred, the uh, Iran faced with a new wave of invasion from the Turkic tribes. And therefore, a new binary uh, system of the Turk and Tazik, Tazik means Persians, Turk and Tazik, added to Arab and Ajant. 
when they put aside that uh, binary system of Aram, Arab and Ajam, then coming the new binary system. Now, at this time, what happened, what in a, a long period of the eclipse of the Iranian identity occurred. It was at this time that with the rise of zealot Muslim Turkic tribes to power and conversion of overwhelming majority of Iranians into Islam, religion evolved to a powerful competing basis for Iranian collective identity with, which helped less frequent usage of Iran in Persian historical and literary works of this period. Although the great Saljuks reunified Iran for the first time since the Arab conquest of the plateau, the use of the term Iran to denote the dynastic realm was not encouraged. This can be attributed to the further Islamization of Iranian society and institutionalization of Islamic state with a universalistic outlook. There was a decline in the usage of Iran in Persian historiography with only few references made to Iran or even Tazik in the works of major historians of this period. The decline of Persian epic literature and its eventual replacement by Islamic epics or a synthesis of Iranian and Islamic myths and legends must be considered as another distinct feature of this period. The decline in the number of references to Iran in this period is also evident in Persian poetry as seen in the divans of Sanayi and Anvari, two major Persian poets. Uh, an illustration of the zealot anti-Iranian Islamic attitude may be seen in the poems of Amir Moezi and Sir Fardin Farghani. Amir Moezi accused Ferdowsi of lying and wide exaggerations in his treatment of Rostam. Farghani went too far as to say that the soil and water of Iran are not suitable for a Muslim's prayer because the Sassanid kings had rendered it ritually impure, najis. This land, Iranian land, Iran Zamin is najis, the whole, <laughs> because of the <coughs> Zoroastrian, uh, Zoroastrianism and Sassanian. Nevertheless, it was in the Saljuk era that Persian, Persian established itself as a literary language and lingua franca and, became this, and began to spread in medieval Islamic civilization as trans-regional means of communication of chancery and literati. And of course, the Professor Fragner will discuss this in more detail and I'm not going to further discuss this development. And also, the other contribution of Seljuks was that they actually revived the Sasanian political system and Sasanian administrative system uh, for the Islamic. This is their gift to the Islamic uh, uh, 
government, Islamic polities, and civilization. Now, let's see what's happened after this boundaries of Islam fell. The fall of the Abbasid Caliphate, the symbolic guardians of Islamic universalism in the 13th century, accompanied by a shift from religious orthodoxy to a relative religious tolerance and the unification of the Iranian relato under the Ilkhanids. This development signaled a new era in the history of Iranian identity, also contributing to the new concept of Iran, its global location and its place in history was the emergence of universal world histories with divisions into different regions describing the customs and manners of the different civilizations such as the Indians or France, Europeans and others. And it is in this vein that Rashid al-Din, Rashid al-Din Fazlullah's Jama al-Tawarih is often referred to as the first world history. Reflecting the Mongols' conception of universal rule and world domination. Now, here, what's happened during the uh, immediately, immediately, actually, after the fall of the Islamic uh, Empire, what's happened was Iranian traditional history was reconstructed in a new way. The significance of the historiography and historical geography of this era is not limited to the frequent usage of Iran and related terms or even the reinstatements of the term Iran Zamin. It extends to the reconstruction of new conception of Iran's pre-modern traditional history in terms of a continuum of dynastic histories from the primordial mythological era to the Mongol period. This mode of presentation of Iran's history, linking the traditional history of Iran as reconstructed by the Sasanian literati to the early Safavid period was a novel phenomenon. This sequence of the dynastic history of Iran Zamin was constructed for the first time by Bazi Nasreddin Beyzawi, who was the chief justice of Fars. And uh, he was, he wrote everything in Arabic. He was a great a scholar, a great fari and judge. And he, he also, he has a famous tafsir, Tafsir Beyzawi, uh, exegesis, and uh, also on Arabic grammar and the only book, the only work that he has in Persian is only nine, nine, 95 small pages on what is called Nizam al-Tawarikh which uh, we may call it uh, translated as to arrangement of history. Now in this uh, work Bezavi's rearrangement of Iran's traditional history into four periods, 
to make it to accentuate an Iranian element in history from the, the, the creation of man to the Mongol period is very interesting uh, to see how he worked it out. Now this fourfold uh, arrangement of history of Iran includes now first prophets of Iran and Islam uh, and myth mythologies all these is what Bezavi devoted 5% of his work to this to these uh, figures then second kings of Persia in pre-Islamic time 38% Bezavi devotes 38% to those kings of Persia pre-Islamic then the prophet of Islam and caliphs 18% and then again comes back to the kings of Persia in the Islamic period with 39% which is very important but very interesting because he wants and he says that I write this work in Persian because I want everybody use it all the people could use it uh, not just the ulama not just the literati so now if we look at this we see that 77% of his uh, book is devoted to uh, Persian kings in pre-Islamic and Islamic times, 77%. So which is a completely a new, uh, this is the, the Anbezavi was uh, actually uh, worked by uh, Charles Melville and uh, but there was another figure at the same time that followed Bezavi but was also very important but more influential than than Bezavi was Mostofi Abdullah Mostofi in his Tariq Gozide and he was the uh, although the percentage wise he was less than for example if Bezavi devoted 77 percent of his work to Iranian kings most, uh, most of he devoted 51% for example it's less but however he followed that but but he was more influential than this that we can see with the number of manuscripts available of these two works for example Beza 95 manuscripts most of 58 and we if we compare it with other important major figures historical figures at that time uh, histories of that time we see that they are 13, 23, 31 at most, but these are the most. So it showed the significance of these two works. And so also the frequency of the use of this shows that Mostofi, Tariq Gozida, was more referred to in the major historical wars than Beizal. But anyhow, these two guys, at the beginning of the Mongol period. I mean, it, it was not because of the Mongol. The only uh, significance for the rise of Mongols was the fall of, that they caused the fall of Islamic Empire. That is important, not the Mongols. Because so far, those who discussed these matters, they talk about the Mongol period. But these two figures just are located 
at the beginning of the Mongol period. So the, therefore the most important factor was the fall of Islam, the Islamic Empire. Now I'm not going to more discussion, but what happened was that this pattern, this new uh, arrangement of history from that time, that arrangement of history became the, the pattern of historiography, historiography of Iran until the Constitutional Revolution, to the end of the 19th century. It was repeated, 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 from the creation of man to the dynasties, which was updated by each dynasty. Now, lastly, the, the last uh, part of my talk is about the Safav, in the Safavid period. Of course, in the Safavid period, I try not to. <laughs> to wrap it up fast. Uh, I, I think most of you know about the Safavids, all those who at least read anything about Iranian history. So the, uh, in, in the Safavid period, what was important was that uh, just like the Iran for the first time had a, a, a specific religion for itself, like the Rassanism, Sassanian period, which played a role in the Iranian identity, and now the Shiza for whatever it is, good or bad, or uh, many, there are many uh, characteristics about the Shiism, uh, but it was, this is what's happened, and it was important because at that time, if we look at the neighbors, Iran was surrounded by Sunni states, Sun, Sunni empires, the Indian, the, the uh, Ottoman Empire, the Uzbeks, all Sunnis, and it was just Shiite, and in the middle of these, it, this uh, was important element for identity, the boundaries of, and also the uh, the. Uh, for example, even if you look at the feelings, there is a, a, an interesting episode that during the Shah Abbas the Great, the uh, the No Rules, which is very important for national. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Iran, or Iranian nationalism, or Iranian people, of course it is important for Kurdish, for many others, you know, uh, figures, but anyhow, this is, in Iran it was maybe more, for, but maybe uh, not in other areas for 13 days, they have this long festival of Nowruz. It's happened at Nowruz and commemoration of the martyrdom of Hussein, among Hussein, which is the most important figure in Shizm, what coincided? Then they don't know what to do. They ask uh, the Shah, Shah Abbas, what should be done? He said that, no, no problem. The first day we have to commemorate the martyrdom, the next day we will have no rules. But of course, you know, we should say the attitude that I don't know if it was really because he was, uh, I mean, Iranian nationalistic or wanted to give, to receive uh, an enormous amount of gifts that are no rules they should give to the Shah. Uh, but and, but one, one thing that, a few minutes, maybe long, two minutes to say this because it's very important. Uh, a very important thing that happened at this time was that, as we know, the identity again relates to the boundary. No identity could develop without a boundary. Now, at this time, after the fall of the Islamic Empire, we had different boundaries. 
in, in, in Iran, Turkey, uh, Ottoman Empire, the uh, uh, India. And at that time, therefore, for the first time, when you look at the, uh, the historiography of Iran, you see this notion that this guy, this person, this elite, that ruler, they left Iran for Ottoman Empire, for Central Asia, for India. And at that time, particular relation with India was important 740 poets because of the hard situation for poets in the Sahel, particularly the Shah Tahmas, Sahelid era, they immigrated to India. And then there, they started to have, to develop nostalgia about, about Iran being, and started to talk about Iran. It was at that time that the notion, the conception of Iran as a homeland, for the first time, was developed by these, uh, by, by these uh, poets. There are many uh, interesting verses of the poetry talking about this uh, that I don't have time to translate it, and actually it is not uh, that much. But it was really a feeling of, a feeling of uh, nostalgia about Iran. And because this is, because that is important, because when you talk about the, the elements of nationalism, modern nationalism, always we think that all these notions are modern. And nothing was, the, they have no precedence in, in these countries. For example, for the concept of Batan, as, because usually homeland, as even in English, homeland, in, which means the land, where <coughs> your birthplace, not a larger country. Even the, the Department of Home, Homeland Security in the United States, homeland, homeland, all the way goes around. And that means something that, extended, but this happened in Iran <coughs> during the Sahara period, which was important. Thank you very much. Thank you.